Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor, here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how have you been? I feel like it's been a while since we've talked to each other. You know, I was kind of thinking about that before we came on. I was like, you know, I don't feel like I've done anything with Adam in, in quite a long time. It, it, it feels it feels quite long ago that we that we have done something together. The last thing that we did is probably what? Playoff predictions, maybe? I think it was an NHL thing. It probably was. It probably was. And now here we are. And now, now yes. here we are. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very dead inside. Um, I just watched the Rangers lose 2-1 in overtime. Um, Capo Caco needs to get himself some fucking glasses. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking dead, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm dead, but I'm breathing. That was a Stromian miss by Capo Caco. It was, uh, it was diabolical. Diabolical. I, mean, that, I, I want to die. That reminds me of that. Was that also against the Hurricanes? That game where like Mika... And Kako likes unsuccessive shots, missed the uh, empty net. It might have been. Sounds very um, hurricane. Yeah. Fuck them. Hate them. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, the reason that we haven't really been talking to each other is because I was in New York over the weekend for my sister's wedding. So that was fun. Awesome tough. Yep. It was a great party. Really loved it. But, uh, yep, we're back with another mock draft. Or actually, this is the first real mock draft. I was going to say, this is, this is the first real mock draft that we've done. Yes, because all the other ones were all speculation. There were no rookies. And I think the, la- the last time we did one was before free agency. Or maybe yes. it was, yeah. Yep. Right before so, free agency started is when, is when we did our, our last mock. and now And now here we are. Now things have changed. Our first, our first legitimate mock. Yep. I'm very excited. I always love doing mock drafts. They are wonderful to do because they open our eyes to a lot of different things. And I wanted to try something on, on, on this mock. I wanted to try something because I, we discussed, I discussed it with Jake on, on Monday's uh, BTP FS. I wanted, I wanted to run it by you. I want to do this mock but I want to do it where we're drafting good players only because we had a one quick question on. I I listened to it and we had the one quick question that discussed, can you build a team, a good team, a good competitive team with just players from good slash great teams. That's interesting. And as I was listening to you and Jake talk about that, I'm like, well, you don't know which teams are going to be good. Excuse me. Um, allergies. Allergies. Hate them. Um, oh, you should. You, you, I mean, you you listened to it Monday. I was fucking dying. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying was, you you don't know you know what teams are going to be great. You have the Packers. You have the four. Well, the 49ers maybe. Um, the Bucks are going to be good, and the Rams are going to be good in the uh, in the NFC. And in the AFC, you know, the Chiefs are going to be good. The Broncos, you think, are going to be good. And the Raiders are going to be good. And the Dolphins look really good. Um, And the Browns look pretty good. Baltimore and Tennessee. But, and the the Cowboys, I I don't know. 
the Cowboys are kind of a, a weird thing, but they're in the uh, NFC. But like what my point is, is that you don't know necessarily what teams are going to be good or great on any given year because the NFL really fluctuates a lot. And some teams, their wins and losses based on, like if you go season by season, they fluctuate a lot, like a lot, a lot. And so maybe like, I feel like drafting based on players who are good, who are on good teams is like kind of a fruitless effort because you could definitely, you can think that these guys are on good teams, but then a major injury happens. Like let's say Tom Brady is out for the season for some reason, the Bucs are not a good team anymore. And, you know, Chris Goblin, Mike Evans, and Russell Gage and Leonard Fournette and Gronk, if he's, if he's back there, all their, their value plummets. So it's, there's a lot of volatility in that. And I think really, I mean, this is so obvious, but like just draft good players, you know, good players can be good regardless on what kind of team they're on. Completely, totally disagree. We saw Alan, we saw Allen Robinson. Are you going to say Allen Robinson is a, is a bad player? Al Robinson was useless a year ago, absolutely useless. And would it surprise anybody if Allen Robinson goes back to being a top 24 receiver in 2022? Now he's on a great offense with Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Cam Akers, probably Odo Beckham Jr. When he goes back, when he goes back there, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock anybody. So I don't, I don't buy the good players are immune when they're on bad teams. I, I, I don't, I don't buy that. Because I think any good player that's on a bad team can be prone to having a bad season because they are on a bad team. Well, I think, I mean, Jalen Waddle is an example. DeAndre Swift, is yeah, a prime but the Dolphins, example. I'm classifying the Dolphins as a bad team. Well, they I'm were last the year. As being somewhat competitive. Like, here's my list. Dave Montgomery teams. was good last year on the was on he? a really. Was he? He was okay. I mean, Dalvin Cook on a Viking. The Vikings were good. Vikings Vikings were a good team. They were mediocre. Vikings were a good team. High-powered offense where you're you're, you're being put in a position where you can produce because the offense is good. The Vikings offense is good. I mean, you have Justin Jefferson there. There's more than one guy in that offense that's going to be able to produce. Like, here's my list. Here's my list of teams that I think would fit into this good team draft strategy. And I've made this after Monday. Arizona is one. I'm sticking to the NFC first, and then we'll go to the uh, AFC. Arizona, Dallas, Green Bay, the Rams, the Vikings, the Saints, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Bucks. That's nine in the NFC. Going to the AFC. The Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, the Browns, if Deshaun Watson suspended less than six games. If it's a if it's a four, I'm good. If it's a five, I teeter. If it's a six, I'm out. The Broncos. Might be longer than that, to be honest. I wouldn't be sure. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's longer. I wouldn't be surprised if it's zero. I wouldn't be NFL surprised either. Give a I wouldn't be surprised either. And no one seems to really know what the hell is going on. Um, I'm leaving out the Colts. Just because, you know, but they have Jonathan Taylor. So if you want to put the Colts in there, fine. I'm just leaving the Colts out because I'm just not – I don't want anything to do with the Colts this year. So that, that's I mean, The just Colts me. are an okay team. 
they're an they're, okay team. I just don't want anything to do with them. But I understand the appeal for people that want to go to the Colts because you have Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Jonathan Taylor would be the number one pick. He's my number I mean, one Matt Ryan's player. Good. Yeah, yeah. You Jonathan know, Matt Taylor Ryan is great. could be service, serviceable. Yeah, I'm just not a Colts guy, but the offense is tailor made for Jonathan Taylor. Pun absolutely intended. I'm not including the Colts in this though. But that's five teams in the AFC: Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins, Steelers. That's ten teams right there. So you have 19 teams that you can pick from that fit the criteria of this exercise, leaving out the Colts and the Titans, which have Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. What about the Jets? I mean, they look to be pretty good. I don't want anything to do with the Jets. I want nothing to do with the Jets. What? What? Where's the appeal? Well, the appeal is that you have two solid running backs. I mean, one's an unproven rookie, granted. And I'm gonna but, I'm gonna just pick a Jets running back, and I'm just gonna guess which one's gonna go off every other week. No, no, thank you. I'm good. I'll pass. Allows you give me give me more. See, I, I've cooled on on more in a big way. There's well, a lot of mouths to feed. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. If you look at his stats, they're really not that appealing, and I would understand, but like. His upside is really why you're picking him where you're picking him. A big, a big thing with the New York Jets is Zach Wilson. That, that, that is a huge factor for me. And uh, I'm going to piss off a lot of Jets fans when I say this, but I don't know if he's good. I don't know. Well, I mean, we haven't seen nobody it. knows we haven't if seen he's it. good. And I, if we're going off of the whole speculation argument that we're talking about, you were talking about just now, the, the Jets are speculation in its finest. There are classic examples of speculation. You're speculating that Zach Wilson is going to be healthy this year. You're speculating Zach Wilson is going to take a step forward because he has a better offense to work with, which he does, which he does. And the Jets have done a good job in surrounding Zach Wilson with talent in the offseason. But we have to also remember it's the New York Jets. And what can go wrong will go wrong. So do you really want to invest in that and take the chance on that before you even see I guess the fruit of their loins is, is kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at. That is really butcher that metaphor. The fruits of their labor is really what you Thank you. Say. There we go. That, that, that's much better. I, I, I butchered that one. I'm still thinking about the New York Rangers, but you get the point. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the jets and they are a classic example of a team for me that I, I'm more than happy to sit back in a draft given from the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, where there are a lot of Jets fans that I play fantasy football with, more than happy to sit back in a draft and just let the Jets fans battle it out for their favorite players. I'm completely, completely good with that. Interesting. It's I'll interesting. never, I'll never be in a spot though where I'm going to be just going crazy to take a New York Jet. It's just not happening. Well, I mean, maybe as we go into the season. That, well, that's the thing is that I think a lot of these skill players for the Jets are going to be, I mean, aside from probably Zach Wilson, they're going to be drafted. Like oh, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, maybe even Corey Davis. In deeper in deeper leagues, 12, 14 team leagues. Yeah, probably. I mean, Jeremy um, Rucker probably won't be drafted. but No, and, and Uzama won't be drafted either. But Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson, yes. Um, Brees Hall, yes. Michael Carter, yes. 
they'll be drafted. They'll be drafted for sure. I just won't. I won't. Ha- I won't have any stake in them. All right. And I'll, I, I will guarantee that unless unless there's something stupid where like, and it's probably only for one guy, and it's Elijah Moore. If Elijah Moore falls to I don't know round like seven, and he's just sitting there, then I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, all right. Then I I, I kind of have to. Okay. Well, let's move on. We could talk about the Jets forever. But let's move on to our draft position and uh, throw it in the old randomizer. So yeah, so it, for those that, that are new to this, for those that don't uh, recall, um, it's basically the standard uh, fantasy league size, only we're doing it with three receivers. So I do all my leagues in three receivers. I recommend you tell your commissioner to go to three receiver leagues and seven bench spots. So just want to... Uh, point that out there and we, we, will, full? we will be picking defenses and kickers okay are we doing full ppr or half ppr uh we'll do full we'll do full why not and the next one that we do we'll do half all right okay so let's randomize this up we all right got we got the turn the we get the right. turn I, I, this is actually very interesting this is very 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 interesting because i could I have the choice potentially to go back of the bus in, in, in a spot or not. And I just kind of want to see um, how this kind of pans out. Well, this good team only strategy is going to be a lot tougher than we think for, especially starting right now where there aren't a lot of running backs available. I mean, Leonard Fournette is available, but I think this is too, too high for that for him. Well, would you like to read out the first nine picks? Yes. So we have Jonathan Taylor at one overall. Then we have Christian McCaffrey. Then we have Nanshi Harris, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara, and Derek Henry. Interesting that McCaffrey went second. I don't think this happens if this is a real draft. I do. I do. I think he's going four. Not me. I think there'll be someone that'll be crazy enough to take him second. I, I say crazy loosely because optimistic is really a better word for it. Um, sure. But if McCaffrey pans out when I don't have any shares of him, which he probably will, he's the number one pick in fantasy. That's just fact, especially in a full PPR. I mean, well, you scoring, know, full- scoring absolutely comes, comes into play here. In half, he probably goes four, but in a full PPR where receptions are king, he's probably going to be considered for that second overall pick versus a guy like Derrick Henry, who is basically a 30-catch guy, if that. And he's never had a season where he's recorded 30-plus receptions either. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a league where McCaffrey goes one. I really would not be surprised at all. Fool me once, shame on me. Or shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yep. That's all I'm going with McCaffrey. Well, I, I won't be taking McCaffrey. And Jake and I have talked about this too, where we're going to rank McCaffrey. We're going to put McCaffrey where he should be, but he's firmly cemented into a no draft list. Like I, I won't be taking McCaffrey at all. Like if I'm look at the one nine right now, and I just were, I was able to get my hands on a Derrick Henry. I'm doing cartwheels. I'm singing in the streets 
Like that's great. People forget who Derrick Henry is. And if that's you're an immense the, value, if you're at one seven, one eight, and Derrick Henry is sitting in your lap, you do not think twice. You take Derrick Henry. I'm interested in that vein. I'm interested that Cooper Cup and Alvin Kamara were taken here. Well, I mean, I guess it's because it's a full PPR league, but over Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, a lot of people are also very hot on the Saints offense right now, and the Rams just won the Super Bowl. So, but a lot of people are are very, very, very hot on on the Saints. I know Jake is. Jake is white hot for for the saints i'm not there yet but i I definitely see the appeal and i'm just not a camara guy so i I will i will never i will never consider drafting alvin camara again after he scored two touchdowns all year for me so i i will never draft him again well going to our selection we have a couple of receivers here we have justin jefferson we have Devontae adams we have stefan diggs and Jamar Chase. Those are our four suggested players. But we also have, well, DeAndre Swift we can't take. But we have uh, C.D. Lamb who's available. Leonard Fournette's available. Kelsey is available. Mark Andrews is available. Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill. Oh, actually, are the Dolphins part of it? Or no? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dolphins, oh. Dolphins are, uh, are included. So uh, Tyreek Hill. And I mean, that's a bit high, but I think. Do you want to take a receiver here? I mean, that's really. I actually take... like. I actually like going double receiver here, just because I'm looking. I'm looking at when we're when we're up next again. I'm looking at guys like James Conner, Cam Akers, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs. There are plenty of running backs that'll that'll be there that I'm good with. When we just go double receiver here, get our hands on two of Jefferson, Adams, Diggs, Chase, CD, uh, Tyreek, Debo. And you know, call, and call it at that. I would feel really, really good about that start, especially being being at the back. Well, I think that we should pick Devontae for this one. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that, and I will, I would also pick Justin Jefferson because I have Justin Jefferson as my seventh ranked player. So, uh, for me, it it would be it would be a value here to take uh, Justin Jefferson. All right, let's do it. All right, so we'll take Justin Jefferson, and then we will take. Devontae Adams. My guy, Devontae Adams, who oh, I, well, will, I, I will have in a draft this year. So help me God. I will have him on a team. Well, so much for your plan. Oh, Cam Akers. I mean, I Literally. love it at the two, too, considering I have him as a keeper for a 14th. But my goodness. So Cam Akers, the aforementioned, went at the 2-2. Leonard Fournette went at the 2-3. Aaron Jones at the 2-4. DeAndre Swift at the 2-5. Jamar Chase at the 2-6. Diggs at the 2-7. CD Lamb at the 2-8. Travis Kelsey at the 2-9. Mark Andrews at the 2-10. Scroll down, please. Uh, Josh Allen at the 3-1. 3-0-2. Tyreek Hill. Then Keenan Allen at the 3-3. Kyle Pitts at 3-4. Mr. Samuel at 305, Javante at 306, James Conner at 307, AJ Brown at 308, and then Nick Chubb at 309. We got fucked by running backs. Um, yes and no, just because there are a lot of really good receivers here. Like, 
I'm looking at Mike Evans right now and I'm like, I'm salivating. And then I'm also looking at Ezekiel Elliott and I'm saying to myself, you know what? You have three receivers right then and there, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and you are able to pair that with Ezekiel Elliott. And that's the start of your running back group. And you just draft heavy running back throughout. Yeah. I'm, I'm very good with that. All right. You know what? I'm fine with that actually. Yeah. Because some of the options here for like, if we weren't, if we weren't doing the, the, the good team only strat, like Saquon Barkley's here, David Montgomery's here. Um, Antonio Gibson's here, but I also don't want any part of Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson right now for, 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 for all intents and purposes, he is my ultimate bust. Antonio Gibson, a hundred percent. He just screams it to me. What about Jalen Waddle? Um, I like Evans more just because Evans is not going to have Chris Godwin for maybe the first six weeks versus Jalen Waddle. Who's going to have, uh, Tyreek Hill, and I'm looking at the quarterback situation, and I would much rather have uh, the greatest quarterback that's ever lived versus Tua. God, did you see that underthrow? That underthrow? They use that as a hype video. Tyreek Hill was just waiting under there like a pop-up. It was hilarious. Yep. That's the footage that you picked? That's the one. Anyway, uh, yeah, okay. So let's go with uh, – we're a little hamstrung – Sell it by ourselves, really. But I think this might work out. So we're going with Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott. I don't mind it. I, I, I really don't mind the start. Like I think, yeah, it's gonna be a little a little light on running backs, but you know, we'll we'll um, address the running back situation shortly. But overall, I mean I'm hell I'm yeah, we will pretty thrilled with uh, have, uh with how the, the start has uh, has gone for us. Uh, okay, so Jalen Waddle went at the 4-2, T. Higgins at the 4-3, Michael Pittman at the 4-4, Deontay Johnson at the 4-5, Saquon Barkley at the 4-6, Juju Smith-Schuster at the 4-7, Brees Hall, love Brees Hall, at the 4-08, Mr. Metcalf at the 4-09, David Montgomery at the 4-10. Scroll, please. Yes, sir. DJ Moore at the 5-01. Antonio, that's Antonio Gibson? Yes, Antonio Gibson. You're blocking the, here, hold on. Oh, am I? Oh, no, well, the video, here we go. I got it. Okay, good. Technical Uh, difficulties, it happens. Technical difficulties, no, well, so we're... C plus production values, A plus entertainment. Correct, but uh, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, We're recording this on Zoom, and so, and Bert is sharing his screen, and the way that the default layout is for Zoom, the video of both myself and bird was actually covering the top part of the uh, draft log. Oh, okay. I see. So anyway, uh, so DJ Moore at the five Oh one, Antonio Gibson, the five Oh two, Michael Thomas at the five Oh three. Wow. I know. I'm on Ross St. Brown at the five Oh four. Oh, yeah. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I, I, I hope he's not being taken in the fifth round. Uh, I would high. love him if he's round six or round seven, but round five when he has Jameson, that, that's a little rich for me. Uh, George Kittle at the five, five Amari Cooper at the five, six Terry McLaurin at the five, seven Chris Goblin, five Oh eight and Deandre Hopkins at the five Oh nine. Uh, for full, full disclosure, I would rather have. Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, uh, yeah, just Chris Godwin 
not DeAndre Hopkins. So Cooper McLaurin, Godwin over Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And Michael Pittman as well. So Noted. those team those teams uh, got really uh, really blessed there. But we are uh, we're on the clock, and this is why I think the the taking the double running back at the start, the double receiver at the start, excuse me, was really beneficial because now we're looking at three running backs here that I really like: Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, all on good teams as well, all fit that criteria. So really, it's just choosing which of the two we want. Yeah, we really got, it's funny. I thought that Josh Jacobs got picked, but I do remember now not saying his name, but I think that really Josh Jacobs kind of fell into our lap here because I think he has the potential for a good season in the same vein as his rookie year, really. Well, now let me, let me ask you, um, do we want to take Jacobs even when we have Devontae Adams? I know it's a mock. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that per se. Yeah, I mean, do you? We're gonna have we're gonna have a, an issue either way because Is Elijah Mitchell would thing? have the same buy as Ezekiel Elliott, and Josh Jacobs be on the same team as Devontae Adams. So really, it's a matter of whomever we take. There's going to be a conflict there, and I would rather have two on the same team versus two for the same position having the same buy. Well, That's listen, just- if they're in good, if it's a good offense, then who cares if they're on the same team? Um, you don't want to have too much stake because if, if that team has a down week, then you have two guys that just kind of got fucked and you know, you're, you're basically just handcuffing yourself to a, a particular offense. And there are very few offenses in the national football league that I'd be very comfortable in saying that, yeah, I would want to have multiple guys in, uh, that's not a QB receiver stack and the Raiders right now are not one of them. I think we're talking the upper echelon of teams. We're talking, um, you know, if you if you have the the Rams duo of Cam Akers and Cooper Cup, you have the Bucks duo of Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. You maybe have, I mean, I was going to say the group, the Packers duo of Jones and Adams, but not anymore. Um, but you uh, kind of get the point. The the upper echelon of of, of teams. Now it's that, Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard, Jake's big deep sleeper of the year. Yeah, even even then, I, I don't think I don't think I would I would necessarily mind that too much. Maybe Kansas City with with um, with Juju and, and Kelsey. That's not bad either. Um, maybe Denver with Javante Williams, Jerry Judy or, or Cortland Sutton, whichever whichever one you uh, you prefer. So, you know, that kind or even even Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins and, and Mark Andrews. Yeah. So would you still be comfortable with taking Jacobs or do you yes. want to take Dobbins? Yes, I would. I, like I said, I would much rather have two guys, the same team versus two guys, same position, same bye week. All right. Well then let's do it. All right. So we'll take Jacobs and then we're on the clock again. Um, I'm just looking at our receivers here. Who do we have? So we have Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. I would love to get a stack here. That'd be awesome getting one of Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, or Tom Brady. I think that would be a really uh, little cool thing to do. Um, we need another running back, though. And I'm just looking at the receivers that are here. Like Basically, it's just Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr is who we're looking at. Oh, no. If Tom Brady is within range, I'm taking Brady. on this t- Not on this team. Absolutely, yes. 
Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of thinking it, it, it's got to be Dobbins here. I like that pick. I think, you know, just having having the running back short up, I think that's the that's the move that we have to go for. I mean, wow. There's one pick. There's one pick here that I I, I have a big problem with, and, and not for, like, a bad reason, but, like, geez. Uh, okay, go for it. So Patrick Mahomes at the 602, Justin Herbert at the 603, Hollywood at the 604. Hollywood! Brandon Cooks at the 605, Jerry Judy at 666, Dalton Schultz. It's a high pick. I love it. I love it. Uh, yes, Dalton, please. Dalton Schultz at the 607, Corlin Sutton at the 608, Darnell Mooney at the 609, Allen Robinson at the 610. Also want to say the team in it took Dalton Schultz, or the uh, Regor Targaryen. That's fantastic. Uh, Mike Williams at the 701, Tyler Lockett, 702, Darren Waller at the 703. Best pick of the draft right there. If you can get Darren Waller in round seven, you better give yourself a pat on the back. I like that pick a lot. I do too. Uh, Travis Etienne at the 704, Joe Burrow at the 75, Lamar Jackson at the 76, Kyler at the 707, Rashad Bateman at the 708, Hunter Renfro at the 79, and we are on the clock. All right, so there are, a couple, there are a couple avenues that we can go down here. Elijah Mitchell sitting here. I don't know how he's sitting here in round seven. I think that value is just unbelievable. If we wanted to take, if we wanted to take a tight end, oh, wait, no, we can't take Hawkinson. He's on a, he's on a shitty team. So he wouldn't do that. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell's got to be one of the picks because now I'm not worried about Elijah Mitchell having the same bye week as Ezekiel Elliott because Elijah Mitchell, in theory, is our fourth running back. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, Are we almost out of like good team tight ends? Can you go to the page here? No, no. God, Ertz, Fryermuth, Knox, um, Albert O, our good friend. At this point, it's like you're waiting till the end and you're, and you're, and you're streaming tight end, which isn't, a, which isn't a big deal. Yeah, so Mitchell's good. I like Mitchell. All right, so we're going to take Elijah Mitchell. Oh, Adam, it's a value pick. Oh, value pick. I told you it was coming. I told nope. you it was coming. No comment. We, we, we had to. The Brady Evans stack? I mean, come on now. Like, okay, for the people at home, Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell. That is a sexy team. Yeah, it's a good team. That is sexy as hell. With one glaring exception. But he he just completes the sexiness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he makes the team even more sexy. That's beautiful. Love it. So, uh, yeah, so we took some asshole with the 801 and uh, Elijah Moore. Went at the 802, Drake London. Give me, the... give me more. Give me more. Give me, <laughs> give me more. Give me, give me more. Elijah, give me, give me more. Drake London, the 803. Mr. Thielen, great first name, at the 804. Devonta Smith at the 805. TJ Hawkinson at the 806. AJ Dillon, the 807. Jalen Hurts at the 808. Dakota Rain Prescott at the 809. Great guy. I love him. 
and then my guy, our guy, not Jake's guy, but our guy. But don't you dare associate me with him. No, 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 no. That is not our guy. No Nor way. Tom Brady. No way. Uh-uh. That is not our guy. Not, no, not, not, no, not me. He is to you as Tom Brady is to me. No, no, I would, I wouldn't dare put Brandon Ayuk in that category. No way. That's Alvin Kamara. Well, anyway, Brandon Ayuk was at the eight ten. Love Brandon Ayuk. Ugh, disgusting. Uh, Miles Sanders at the nine hundred one. Kenneth Walker. Yep. Kenneth yes. Walker. Kenneth Walker at the nine hundred two. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the 903. I actually kind of like that for Clyde uh, in, in the ninth round. I actually, I kind of like that. Here's a callback to um, Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah, Monday. How do you like this pick at the 904? I mean, in round nine, I don't mind it. I, we, we had talked about that on, uh, on Monday. Gabe Davis is going around seven right now. That's crazy. But in round nine... That's not bad because there's room for upside there. There's room for some, you know, return on investment. But in round seven, even if you if you start pushing round six, I'll have a stroke. But round round nine, I'm fine with. I'm fine with. I'm fine with that for Gabe Davis. Damien Harris at the nine oh five. Oh my god, I love that so much. I, I love that so much. He's like, going. He's going to rise, Damian Harris, a hundred percent. He has to. He has to. Would it, Ramondre Stevenson get hurt or something? No, Damian Harris scored fifteen touchdowns last year. That number's going to come down for sure. But yeah, that's not sustainable. He's be the number one guy for, for the Patriots. He's going to be. What about Ramondre Stevenson? I thought he's the number one guy for the Patriots. No, no. there is no number Ramondre one guy for the Patriots did not score anyway. Fifteen touchdowns last year. He did not. But no. No, it's Damian Harris. Damian Harris, 100%. Damian Harris in the ninth round is a crime. That is a fucking crime. You should be arrested for theft if you get Damian Harris in the ninth round of your dress. Yeah, I don't like this pick either. Or I don't like this pick. Uh, Christian Kirk at the 906. I I feel the same way about Kirk as I do about Davis. They paid Kirk a shit ton of money. He's going to be involved. For what? Well, for what? Exactly. But they paid him a shit ton of money to be their number one receiver. Now, whether you think he's going to be that or not is an entirely different story. But they paid him to be their number one. They are going to use him if they are paying him $18 million a year. You do not pay someone $18 million a year to not use him. They are going to use him. The question is, what does he do with that? That's the that's the ultimate question. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the real question is, is he good? And yes, a, that is the ultimate role. question. And I don't know. He was good and he shows flashes. He, he showed flashes when he was in Arizona. So did Gay Davis. Gay Davis showed flashes for two games. And he's being taken in round seven. This but is the you're we're at the point in the draft, Adam, where you're taking guys that are lottery tickets that you, you're not taking a guy here unless it's Damian Harris, which I, I don't think you're t- going to be taking Damian Harris here at all because I think Damian Harris is going to go higher than this. But we're at the point of the draft where you're not taking guys for their floor. You're, you're, you're just not. You're taking guys here for the ceiling and what they can be. Christian Kirk, in theory, 
could be a top 15 receiver in fantasy because he's I don't know if his ceiling is that high. Oh, I think it is with the way they're paying him. Absolutely. Well, money is just a number. You have to be good. And we don't know if he's good. That's the thing. They think he's good. And that's enough for me. Now, I, I don't have him ranked highly at all, but you're taking a guy in round nine based off of speculation, number one. Number two, the, the situation that he's in, and he's in a fine enough situation for him to produce, number two. And number three, what's the ceiling? The ceiling for Christian Kirk, as it is for Gabriel Davis, breakout receiver, where he's going to be fantastic for fantasy. Do I think it happens? No. But do I understand it? Yes. What's well, a little different for Gabe Davis, because he's the number two, number three option in Buffalo. And Christian Kirk is the number one in Jacksonville. So really, based off of that, Christian Kirk should be going higher than Gabe Davis. Well, I'm just saying that the upside's different for both guys because Gabe Davis clearly is not the focal point of the Bills' offense. So then why why are we talking down about Christian Kirk? I'm confused. Well, Because he's going to be the focal point of the offense for the Jaguars. They paid him $18 million a year to be the focal point of that offense. Now, again, whether it happens or not is is another thing, but – it's the same thing with Gay Davis. It's speculation. The ceiling could be higher with Christian Kirk than it could that it might be with Gabe Davis. Because, like you said, Gabe Davis is number two, if not number three. Christian Kirk is number one. You're your number one receiver for, yeah, a, a, a very shitty team and a team that, you know, God knows what the fuck they're doing. But you're getting the number one for, a, for an NFL team and you're getting NFL's number one receiver in round nine. Like, that's great. And if it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. A round nine pick is not going to kill you. It's not going to be the reason why no. you lose a league, but it could be the reason why you win a league. And that's the spot that we're in right now. Like for me, people, you know, they want to sing the praises of Chase Claypool. They want to sing the praises of Michael Gallup. I get it. I would rather take the shot here on a guy that has infinitely more upside in Christian Kirk than I go with Gallup or Chase Claypool, 100%. It is not even close. Now, who do I have ranked higher in my rankings? Claypool and Gallup. But if I'm interested in taking a home run swing here, which this is the spot of the draft that we're in, home run swing time, Kirk is the ultimate home run swing. And got everything working in his favor for that home run swing to potentially pay off if he could stay on the field. I guess so. I, I don't know. I just don't. And I could honestly, you could probably say this about a lot of these picks is that they're all, like you said, they're all speculative. Well, who would you rather have in round nine? Would you rather have Christian Kirk, Chase Claypool, or Michael Gallup? Um, I think I'd rather have Claypool. And there's the ultimate difference. The ultimate conservative in fantasy football. There it is. Well, we got to play again. Chase Claypool has also shown flashes, but... I think he's shown more flashes than Kirk has. Oh, probably. Probably. But Claypool we're talking about maybe now as a number three, number four option. Versus Christian Kirk, who's numero uno. Christian Kirk, who's Christian Kirk having to contend with right now? Who even is on the Jaguars? Like receiver? Who's in the this, Jaguars? Um, Tavon Austin, you have the two running backs that are there. 
Evan Ingram now is in, is in that offense, a tight end. A lot of nothing versus Pittsburgh where you have – Well, James Robinson Pitt. and – I mean, James Robinson and ETN could be something. Sure, but I don't see them being pass-catching extraordinaires like, Chris, like Christian Kirk could be. I'm not saying Christian Kirk could be a 100-catch 100, 100 guy. I'm not. You think he's going to have like 1,000 yards and 100 catches and 10 touchdowns? No, no, but he can he be 1,080 1, catches with seven, eight touchdowns? Yeah. Oh yeah, he can. I don't see that with I don't see that with Claypool because Claypool has Pickens, he has Deontay Johnson, he's got Najee Harris, he's got Pat Bryanworth. That's a lot. That's a lot of shit. And uh, and I'm going with the quarterback position. We don't know how good Mitch Trubisky is going to be. We don't know if Mitch Trubisky is even the guy. If it's, well, it's Pickett, probably going to be Kenny Pickett. If it's Pickett, I'd be more interested. Um. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Trubisky. I say that half biting my tongue, but I think it's gonna be Trubisky. I don't know. If you're Mike Tomlin, you're like I know. I kind of know what we have in Trubisky. I mean, maybe he's better now that he spent that year in Buffalo, where he just didn't, uh, where he kind of sat and learned behind Josh Allen. But I think that. You want to give the rookie a shot. You know, rookies don't sit anymore. That's the fact. And Trubisky is a good example of that. He forced his way in because Mike Glennon was such a shit quarterback. <laughs> I mean, rookies, rookies don't sit, but you're going to have a whole class of rookies this year that are going to sit. Besides Pickett, there's no other quarterback that's going to be starting week one that's a rookie. I don't know. And perhaps I, the greatest court, the best quarterback in the National Football League sat in year one. Well, that's because they had another one of the best quarterbacks of all time starting ahead of him. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Alex Smith is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Oh, we're talking. I thought you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 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 whoa. Oh, my good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my heart. My heart was in my ass. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I nearly I nearly ended the call. I, I nearly ended this right then and there. I legitimately thought you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no, 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 no. I was talking about Mahomes. Mahomes. Rodgers was one of the best. Now now he is. He's still great. He's still great. I love me my bad man. But. I was thinking was. Rodgers because that's just the example that everybody goes to. Is that Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre. And Mahomes sat for one behind Alex Smith. And look at that panned out. Yeah. Quite well. Yeah, Alex Smith is, is a good quarterback. But that, that's besides the point. He's no Brett Favre. Um, moving on, uh, Garrett Wilson went at the 9-7. Another uh, ceiling pick, I think. Uh, Chase Edmonds at the 9-08. And Robert Woods at the 9-09. There yep. is a definitely running theme here. Is a lot of these guys... I mean, maybe, yeah, no, a lot of these guys are like ceiling plays. And that's just what you were talking about. Big time. With uh, this, like Clyde, for example. If you told me last year that Clyde would be going in the ninth round, of it, I'd be like, where can I sign up for this? But, you know, it looks like, um, you know, he's going to be touchdown vultured all the, all the time because he just can't score on the goal line. Yeah, it's going to be Ronald Jones, and Ronald Jones has that higher week-to-week upside than Clyde does. 
He's a bigger guy too. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be forget. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're on the clock. I mean, there, there's two guys that I'm, I'm looking at. It's Dallas Goddard for our tight end, and it's Tony Pollard to handcuff Zeke. I like both of those guys. To be Beautiful. honest with you. Beautiful. And they, and they fill our good team quota. So we'll go Tony Pollard, and then we'll go. Oh, Adam, look at that. It's a value pick. That. Love that. Wow, they they had him at 75. That makes sense a little bit. I can tell you, I can tell you, or I have him. I have him at 68. All right. So Chase Claypool went at the 10-2, Raheem Mostert. 10-3, Traylon Burks at the 10-4, Kadarius Toney at the 10-5, Michael Gallup at the 10-6, Rashad Penny at the 10-7, James Cook at the 10-08, Kareem Hunt at the 10-09, Kobe Myers at the 10-10, Devin Singletary at the 11-01, Russell Gage at the 11-02, Alan Lazard, or as you like to call him, Alan Lizard. Mr. Lizard. I've, I've heard that many a time. Uh, at the 11-03, Tyler Boyd at the 11-04, Hail to Pitt. Melvin Gordon at the 11.05, Michael Carter at the 11.06, Sky Moore at the 11.07. Oh, I love Sky Moore. I love cool Sky name. Moore. Kokomet uh, at the 11.08 and Devontae Parker at the 11.09. So quick story for all of our dynasty players that are that are listening. I heard in a, uh, in a rookie draft this weekend, someone took James Cook at the 103. Don't be that asshole. Don't be that asshole. It takes James Cook at the 103. Don't do that, please, and thank you. Um, okay, so like we're on third the- overall. You mean that's crazy. third overall in the rookie draft? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yep. Still not. All right, so we are on the clock. We need a receiver here because I, I Chris Olave is the one that jumps off the page immediately as someone that could really, really, really help us. The Saints do count towards that good team quota, so Olave makes a ton of sense here. I think. And then it's really a matter of where else do we want to go? Maybe getting a backup tight end for Goddard with Dawson Knox. That could also be a move. Maybe we've got a handcuff for Damian. No, we don't even have Damian Harris. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, I was going to say Ramondre Stevenson, but mm, I'm kind of good. Um, all right. So I'm thinking I'm thinking it's a tight end, a backup tight end, and a lave. Yeah, I think we could do uh, Zach Ertz here. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. All right, so we'll go Ertz. Oh, Adam, it's, it's a, a value. value pick. Oh my goodness, can you believe it? Three, three value picks. Love it. And we'll go Olave. Hey, at least we haven't gotten any, any um, damn messages saying, that's a reach. Oh, God. Have you ever done uh, Madden fantasy drafts? Of course I have. Where they just say, every time you pick a guy, it's like, you reach for this player. I'm it's like, how the fuck? Yeah, it's, com- it's completely fucking How fun. am I supposed to know what your internal rankings are? I'm just picking guys. Exactly. My team could be 99 overall, but full of reaches. Bingo. All right. Uh, anyway, so Jarvis Landry at the 12-2. David Njoku at the 12-3. Cordero Patterson at the 12-4. Roger Stevenson at the 12-5. You're blocking the guy's name. Oh, I apologize. It's uh, Rondell Moore. It is Rondell Moore at the 1206. Uh, Trey Lance at the 1207. Robert Tunyon at the... The now. At the 1208. 
Rojo at the 12.09. Kenny Galladay at the 12.10. Alexander Madison at the 13.01. Russell Wilson at the 13.02. Russell Wilson at 13.02 is great for anybody that's streaming streaming quarterback. That's that's awesome. Yep. Isaiah Spiller at the 13.09. Matt Stafford at the 13.04 is also pretty good value. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think they would call that a steal if they uh, if this AI was using fantasy pros as well. As Potentially. A uh, James Robinson at the 1305. JD McKissick at the 1306. Damian Pierce at the 1307. Oh. oh. I know you wanted him. No, I love Damian Pierce. Can we revert the pick? Revert, revert, revert. Gus Edwards at the 1308 and Van Gus Jefferson Moss. at the 1309. And we are on the clock. Yes, so we're, we're on the clock here. I'll just read out the team very quick. So we have Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Dallas Goddard, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, Tony Pollard, Zach Ertz, and Chris Olave. Um, I, mean, I think another receiver probably is the move. I love Christian the Watson's upside of Christian Watson. I love the upside with Watson. I mean, let's just look at running backs and see who's here. Ugh, it's pretty ugly. It's a pretty ugly scene. Um, I, I want to take Watson with one, definitely. I, I mean, mean, do you want to take a backup quarterback, or do you just want? To I think one? I think we're good with Brady. I kind of lean Henderson. Just kind of because, you know, if, if Cam Akers were to get hurt, which on wood, hopefully he doesn't, my son. You know, you have the Rams situation there. Um, but it's not, it's not like ideal, the running back situation right now. I mean, we have one, two, three, four. We have four really reliable, maybe five, if you want to count Tony Pollard, five solid enough week to week options where I'm, I mean, I'm we not, could take. Watson and MVS. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Just load up on receiver. That's fine. We need to balance out a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. I'm good with that. And then next in the next pick, we just take, take a running back and then go defense kicker. And then we're, we're good. All righty. So Friar Muth at the 1402. DJ Chark at the 1403, Dawson Knox at the 1404, Mike Gesicki at the 1405, A.A. Ron at the 1406, R- Rashad White at the 1407, Deshaun Watson uh, at the 1408, Corey Davis at the 1409, Sterling, Sh- Sterling Shepard at the 1410, Daryl Henderson at the 1501, Naeem Hines, 1502, Jahan Dotson, 1503, Jameson Crowder, 1504. We have our first defense, Buffalo's defense, the 1505. Noah Fant at the 1506, James White, 1507, Justin Fields at the 1508, and Sonny Michelle at the 1509, and we are up. Yeah, so we're up. I mean, it's just kind of basically a formality. I'm just filling it out, so I'm just going to take Kenny Gainwell, and then I'll just take the Bucks defense. You know, it doesn't really matter at this point. 
And it's basically just a lot of defenses and kickers that are just going to go at that uh, at this point. I mean, I don't think we need to really read them out. I mean, it, it, the only the only non uh, defensive kicker that went in this range was Tim Patrick at sixteen oh six, and Justin Tucker was the first kicker off the board. So it's just kind of like at this point, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, and then for a kicker, uh, we'll take uh, let's see. We'll go with uh, we'll go Nick Falk. Why not? And there you go. Yeah. See, this is where Fantasy Pros and I disagree because Fantasy Pros gave us a C. I actually like this team a lot. Well, yeah, this team is good. The if I want to look for holes. I don't know, honestly. I mean, maybe running back a little bit, but not really, because we have five guys that are that we can start on most weeks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, receivers were good on. Um, we have two good tight ends. Yeah, I don't really see the issue here. Do you see any like holes like that just jump off the page at you? Running back probably is the most glaring one. It's a little shallow um, outside of the top three receivers, but really, I mean, it's a lot of issues that I think could be could be fixed. If we're looking at the starting lineup, the starting lineup, I don't see a hole, which is which for me is good. Like it, normally, if I go if I'm in a if I'm in a draft at the end of a draft, I come out of it and I see a glaring hole in my starting lineup. I'm not I'm not thrilled, but I know it could be fixed. I see two. I'm a little nervous. I don't see a glaring need in, in, in this starting lineup. I really don't. It's just a little shallow, but you build up depth over the, over the course of the year. So if your team is a little shallow week one, that's not the worst thing in the world to deal with because you're going to be able to build it up over the, over the course of the year anyway. And there we have a ton of lottery tickets, high ceiling plays that are on this bench with Olave, with Watson, with MVS, Kenny Gamo will be the first guy off the bench. You know, if you know when that week one have to get waiver pickup comes, Kenny Gamo will be off. Will be off the bench and you know playing. We in a play for that whomever that guy would be. Um, but yeah, I mean it gives us a C. But I love love this team. Well, I think that it'd be funny if I saw if we saw your name here. That'd be pretty funny. Just like, what grade does Ed Birdsaw give this draft? A plus. Um, I think that really, you know, the running back can be a little shallow, but at this point, like the receivers can um, kind of make up for that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And if, if you have one of these guys, you know, such as Alave, such as um, Christian Watson, that pan out, you know, we're, we're talking now, you're having a, you're having a really, really nice team that, and that fourth receiver that can really, you know, make the team a whole lot better. Yep. Well, this has been fun, Mr. Birdsall, but uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, so next week we are going to, there's going to be a little uh, schedule change. Um, there's going to be a basement talk podcast with Jake and I that comes out on Monday and then 
Wednesday and Friday, we are going to be looking at the, because we did the best values, we are going to be looking at the worst values right now, according to ADP. So that is going to be uh, a fun time for all parties involved. I love, I love looking at that sort of thing. Seeing people, seeing where people overdraft, because it's good homework for me. You know, from a purely selfish point of view, it is good homework for me. Yes. But, um, because also, like, you don't know necessarily what the consensus is until you look at it, per se, unless you're checking NFC like daily. Um, and and, and I, I I can confirm that I am not checking NFC daily. Only a couple, only every couple of days. Um, once every two days, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's expected to be, or as a, a member of the one percent. That is the consensus. Oh, oh, look at this guy trying to spin my joke and use it against me. Please, well, Adam. Please. That is li- you are literally the 1%. The consensus please. of fantasy pros, the 1% that please. Please, whose rankings for, formulate other people's opinions. Please, Adam. That is just, that's just disrespectful. Doctor in fantasy football. That, see, that, that I will, I will gladly take. I will gladly take that title. Yes. Come to me. Come to me with all your uh, your fantasy dates. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get the fix right up for you. I mean, Cam Akers. Cam Akers was my uh, was my cure to cancer for some. Well, it was a cure for something. That was my that was my uh, my my breakthrough um, breakthrough discovery. Cam Akers. The yeah, that was basically like your polio vaccine. If you and want I'm to talk about something that actually and, happened, and I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. My guy, my child. Um, yep. You know, discovering K makers, splitting the atom, same thing. In my pretty eyes, much. pretty much. Double yeah. helix, same shit. Same shit. Marie Curie, who's she? She didn't discover K makers. No, absolutely not. She didn't discover K makers. She ain't shit. Anyway. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy. You can find all episodes where you get your podcasts from my co-host, Ed Burritzel. I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.